just want to give people a place to go to get information. I want them to enjoy learning about Qi and how it's easy to learn about it and affect change in your own life. So Qi Pro is here for the curious seekers and for the professionals looking to get ahead. It's the bottom line. I want to empower people with information because the one thing that can't be taken from you is your knowledge. Okie dokie, we're here today at Chi Pro Sam and we're going to do some myth busting. I want to talk about all the things you've heard and possibly believe and why you need to rethink some of that. Now, I have two people with me today, two very special people. I have Jade. Hello, Jade. Hi. Jade is a very good friend of mine. She works at Sproring Creative and she's volunteered to be a myth buster today. So thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's great to be here. Perfect. Thanks. And of course, I have the wonderful Mr. Dapper. Shelby. <laughs> That's my nick. You like my nickname for you? Yeah, yeah. Trusted compadre. <laughs> there we go. Trusted compadre. So what I love to do is have a couple of guests in and just get the conversation going. So I'm not going to put you on the hot seat, but I'm go- what I want to do is talk about the things you may have heard. Now, I wrote a few things down. You were just asking me, and I wrote a few things down that are common questions I'm asked about, is this real feng shui? Should I really do this? Should I wear white shoes, as Clinton was just saying? Or what should I do? You know, and I, So I thought we could just go over some of that. Love it. So I right. will start the ball rolling because Clinton was just in here. He's our sound tech. And he was talking about wearing white shoes. So I was kind of chuckling as he did that. But it's a good question. People often ask me whether they should wear a certain color or certain shoes, certain things to do with their birth chart. Now, what that what they're referring to is their born year of the rabbit. The rabbit is part of what we call a wood um, triangle. So it's green. So think of rabbit eating lettuce leaves. That's the best way I can I can describe it. And they say, oh, because I'm born year of the rabbit, I should wear green things. And I'm like, okay, and that's going to do what for you? But you know, <laughs> but if it makes you feel good, sure. So I'm going to dispel the myth. Doesn't matter what your chart is, you just wear whatever color you want. The Where that myth kind of originated from is your Bartza chart has a bunch of information in it. So your astrology chart is called Bartza. And it will have possibly four animals in it. And each animal is associated with a color, a season, a direction. There's so much information in there. And this is where it came from. And the idea is if your chart has lots of fire in it, for example, you're born in the summer, you're born year of the horse, and you've got all this fire in your chart, then maybe you need lots of water to cool you down. So you should wear navy blue. Or maybe your fire needs more fuel, so you should have you should wear red. So this is where it comes from, but it doesn't really play out. So my version is, wear what you like, okay? Wear, <laughs> wear what you like. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes you feel good. Now, with that in mind, if someone like Clinton wants to wear white shoes, is there times where his birth chart would not line up with that and it would just be like a potential disaster? Nope. No. No? No, no. There's no val- validity to a birth chart in that. And okay. the reason I, I've, test, I've tested it to the 10th degree, uh, when I was training, there was some talk about that, about how to use certain colors for your website and how to use certain colors in your clothing and your PR. And I've done that and I've experimented and I've played and I understand where it's coming from. And the best example I can give you is I've had a couple of websites, okay? The one that Chipro Sam is very red and white. I happen to be a fiery chart. I'm born year of the horse. I'm born month. Uh, I've forgotten when I'm born. I'm born, <laughs> I'm born in, basically in the summer months and I have lots of fire. So let's put it that way. So, but my, my website doesn't have red in it because of that. It has red because I like red and because people associate red with feng shui. 
So it's just a no-brainer. It's very bright. It's very cheerful. So it's nothing to do with my birth chart. There's nothing wrong with anyone, Clinton, wearing white shoes, but it won't do anything. It's, it's just like saying I might wear six-inch stilettos to make myself be taller. Right. I'm still the same height when I take the shoes off. It doesn't affect me at all, but it will help me look a certain way. Does that make, make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It seems so, like there's like a lot of oversimplification in this world, like people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, because like you said, it could be, okay, well, the color, the, the animal is associated with the color. So mm-hmm. anything of that color, whether it be clothes or a poster in my room is like bad, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple. And to stick with astrology just for a sec, uh, then, and I, the, I have to use me as an example because the listeners, I don't know your chart. So right. me as an example, I am a fiery chart. I've just identified that. So in the five elements, fire means something to me. And out of the other colors, they all mean something to my chart. So one of my companies was Chology Pro and its colors were blue blue and white. That's because it was an education site. So it was very much to give education, to give wise advice, and to be more like a school. And those colors reflect that in the five arts, the Chinese five arts. But it didn't have to be that way. So I was sort of using the color, but it didn't have to be that way. And water to me is my power. So each color will mean something different to you. Now, if I remember correctly, Shelby, you are a jar. You are a wood person, right? Mm-hmm. So fire is your output. So red, right. if you were going to go do um, a big speech, we could say, right, wear a red jacket. But if you don't like the red jacket, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. But if you go wear a blue or a black jacket, that's more, um, that's your resource. So every color okay. will relate to something in your chart to each person. So there can it can be used, but it's not really going to win the day. You have to have the goods. Right, yeah. right. So you think it's it, it might be the right color based on your chart, but if it's not what's comfortable to you, then it's not going to get you where you want to go. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And a great example to put it into a, in a feng shui realm, a business realm, if I was working, and I'm not, but if I was working for Apple and I walked up and said, oh, well, your logo needs to be pink. Because you know they would look at me and I'd be I'd be carted out by security, right? Yeah. So you can't so you can't do it. Okay. Uh, it's just that sometimes people will use it and it's not harmful, but I don't want people to put their bet on it, so to speak. Okay. Because right. it's not the real McCoy. Right. Colors are useful; they enhance something, but they're not. They shouldn't define everything. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. That's good to know. It, yeah, it is handy to know, and people do get really worried about it, and you, you shouldn't just. Be yourself. Be comfortable. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. This is the pot calling the kettle black because I overthink everything. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I know. Yeah, I know. So any questions come to mind? Yeah. So I was just thinking while we're on the topic of color and red and fire, um, I've always kind of wondered the myth around red front door that you're – whether you're supposed to have it or not supposed to have it and what that looks like and what that really means. Actually, it's a good question because I've had a couple of homes and they've both had a red front door. Because they needed one. But people think, people would come to visit and say, oh, Sam has a red front door. And they'd run home and paint their front door red. (laughs) No. (laughs) Again, too simple. Again, too simple. So, again, color is an enhancer in feng shui. So it it cannot change the feng shui of something. So when people are trying to paint, when they're going to paint their front door red, usually they're doing it to attract money. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that comes, again, from China, where they often decorate their front entryway in a very bright way, often with red 
dragons and red adornments and things and they're trying to enhance money even when there's like neutral colors and stuff like that yeah, it's just like the front door yeah there was a chinese new year they'll usually hang a banner on their front door uh-huh. to and what it is is before chinese new year comes you should clear all your debt as much as you can so that you start the new year debt free and that's how your your year is going to continue so they usually hang a big banner that's quite red on their front door with a fu luck symbol and it's to show everyone that yep they're in good standing they've paid their debts and they're welcoming prosperity in so whether the red door comes ex- precisely from that i'm not sure but people tend to think and it's partly to do with western feng shui kind of getting it wrong because remember i'm talking about authentic asian feng shui here Western feng shui talks about your front door is how you make your money. It's it's considered their career area and you go out to your to make money. So you should have a red front door because you're going to make money and red is to do with money. Not quite sure why it's always to do with money. It can't do that. So if your front door in your home is placed in the area where the money is, red can be used. But the only way you're going to know if it's there is if you have me come in and have a look. Your front door Shelby is different from your front door Jade, which is different from my front door. Mm-hmm. Our houses face different directions, our mm-hmm. doors don't look the same, mm-hmm. our entryways are different. So there is no painting it with a red brush, so to speak. Right. But the red door is painted usually to enhance income ability, but it can go wrong. It can be very problematic and I've seen it firsthand be problematic. If you're going to use a big dose of color, you need someone like me to tell you whether it's the right thing to do. Mm. So feng shui is not color, but color can enhance the feng shui. And it's just the same as saying I if I want to look 10 pounds lighter, I'm going to wear a specific dark colored suit and cut a certain way to give the illusion that I'm a little bit thinner than what I am. Mm. I'm still the same size. So people will often paint a red front door thinking they can just make money. You've still got to go out there and make money and you've got to stop spending money so you keep it. Mm-hmm. So the you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, some yeah. people will put a lot of faith in something and I'm trying to say don't. Don't put the faith in that something. But sometimes you can have a red front door. I happen to have one. Well, it's kind of interesting that like it can be equated with that so simplistically too because a lot of times when we think about money, it's attracting money is outside of the home realm. The home is like recreation and family and it's like you're you, most people try and keep their world separated so to have money be arbitrarily your front door yeah. you know made from your front door that in itself seems a little bit counterintuitive but it's not it's not even that simple is it no and what it what is what it comes from is the western feng shui that that basically lays out your home and says this is your wealth corner this is your career corner this is your they designate corners and I'm always like there's no corners in your house except the four at the actual corners of your house (laughs) so real feng shui doesn't work with corners we work out the degree reading of the home and we, we can figure out a number formula in that house and we can read and we will find where the wealth is but it will not be a corner Mm. but it will be somewhere in the home and sometimes we will enhance that with the color red if Mm. we need to but it's still it still won't make the money the people still make the money right so so an interesting fact about that is when people have a business you were saying about your home being private and your private place if somebody has a business i will work on their home first when they hire me from the business i'll go home first because i need to see what's going on at home if their home where they go every night where they sleep where they unwind, where they actually relax and kind of exhale. If that home doesn't have access to money, the business will suffer because they are affect, people are affected by where they live. So the function of the home is very important. Mm-hmm. And they're affected by that. And then they take that 
to their workplace. So there's two different things in play. Interesting. Yeah, so they are actually connected. Mm-hmm. So I'll always look at the home first, and then I go look at the business. Okay. So, yeah. And, if, and then is it opposite? Well, homes are, are more about the health and the well-being of the people. Okay. Business is about money, and then client retention, staff retention, all those things. But money's kind of top in a business. Right. has to be, because that's how you're going to pay your bills. It's how you're going to pay your staff. It's how you're going to buy right. product to sell your clients. Mm-hmm. It has to be, right? At home, it's not. At home, it's definitely health, well-being, mental stability and all those things. But again, you need money. You've still got to pay a mortgage. You still yeah. got to put money into your business. So money is always there. And that's the, mis- that's the myth that comes forward. The word I like to use is prosperity. In the home, we look for prosperity. We find it, we enhance it. And okay. we, we activate it so that you have access to it. But prosperity is also taking care of your health, mm. taking care of your loved ones, taking care of your children. But money's in there. You, you can't, unfortunately, in today's world, you've got to have money. So the red comes in to activate money, but you can't just paint your front door red. So please, please, if you're listening, don't go run out and paint your front door red unless I've told you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, then, and there's a great story. Did Riel ever tell you the story about the red rug here? Yes. Well, I heard I remember that rumors too. about I it, but it. I haven't heard the full story. Oh, you heard rumors. I, that okay. was actually my next question with the... Oh, was it really? Yeah. I think See, you creeped them out or something, didn't you? <laughs> I creeped right yeah. off. Big time. Yeah. Mr. So, engineer. I know Mr. Engineer who needs everything. In fact, I had been saying it for quite some long for quite a long time that the front of the building had to have a bunch of red. Now the front of this building is glass, like many businesses. It's modern, it's glass, it's fantastic, and I like that. But it needed a healthy dose of red. Well we can't there's nothing to paint red. You can't paint the glass red. So I said, I really need you to have a really big red rug here. And I wouldn't say he fought me on it, but he was kinda like, Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd come in, where's the red rug? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> it's like secondary. Literally seven months go by. I think seven months go by. And I walk in one day and we're having a discussion and, and he was telling me some things that were going on. I said, okay, that's it. So I went, drove home. I got my red rug. I had a spare one in the laundry room because we were moving. Rolled it up. Well, cleaned it, rolled up, brought it in, put it down and said, don't you dare touch it. And I put it down, and they're kind of, they're all laughing at me. Ha, 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 yeah, salmon or red rug, ha, ha, ha. And I said, no, this is going to turn it around, and you're now going to have your edge on your competitors because it's where the wealth is, and it needed a little boost. And I think it was three months later, real, so I get the little crooked finger come into my office. And I go in, and he sits down and shows me spreadsheets and a uh, very different ballgame. Very happy, real. Red carpet never leaving. And uh, he, just, but he just says, yeah. what else do we need to do? And, I'm like, <laughs> and he has another thing he has to do, but I'll save that for another day. Mm. But because what it was is sometimes your wealth can be, I can find it somewhere, but something's attacking it, something's blocking it, something's preventing it. All I do is come in and put something there sometimes to fix that. And that red rug took away competitors. It literally wiped them out. And they saw it firsthand. So it, it has to stay so they can keep the competitive edge. Yeah, that's what it is. So something's very simple. Little little simple thing. But yeah, and he'll tell that story too. He loves that story. I like the red rug. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I think it looks great. Yeah. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. <laughs> Few things to work on next, but we're there. We're almost there. <laughs> but it didn't make any, but it was perfect because it didn't make any sense. He was like, how... Can a red rug? I don't get it, Sam. And I'm like, I just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. Don't ask he, questions. Yeah, yeah well, we got to that. because after, <laughs> yeah. And he does trust me. But after a while, I just said, nope, that's it. I'm driving home and I'm getting it and I'm bringing it in. And I just brought it in. I put it out. I positioned it. And I said, right, build your reception around this rug. And they did. 
So, yeah, and That's it works. Hilarious. So re- a, a color will mediate something or enhance something to your favor. So when a feng shui consultant recommends you do something, they if they're classically trained in authentic feng shui, they've found something that you need and they want to accentuate it. Okay? Mm. So sometimes the biggest colors are red and sometimes we'll use black or navy blue to cool something. And if you look in this building, Jade, a lot of black and everything is at the back and a lot mm. of red is at the front. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. specific. I'm yeah. cooling something at the back and I'm heating something up at the front. Hmm. Simple. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And my work here is done. Sorry. <laughs> red at the front, black at the back. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty Just much. keep it that way. Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, they don't mess with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. So, no, it's easy. So, colors, colors can help. But they are not the only thing. Interesting. What mm-hmm. else? Are, what, what, give us some other myth busters. This is awesome. The big one that people ask me about get money because that's usually what I get asked for is right. money. Is the money frog? So the money the frog. Money frog. The money frog. Yeah. So people will often um, show me this little frog, and it looks like a little three-legged toad. Frog, toad doesn't really matter, and it's usually sitting on a pile of golden little ingots, like little tiny little bowls, I'm going to say, or sometimes coins, Chinese coins, just, and it's like a little figure, like a little figurine. Mm. And the concept is you put it by your front door. So imagine this little frog sitting there, but it's only got three legs and you put it by your front door and it's holding an actual coin in its mouth. And the concept is you put it by your front door and it's going to safeguard your wealth. So as you go out your front door to work, you take the coin out of the frog's mouth, you pop it in your pocket, you go about your day, do your thing. When you come home, you you go about your day, you make money at work. You come home, you take the coin out of your pocket, and you put it back in the frog's mouth, and then you, you know, go about your evening at home. And the concept is that that frog is going to safeguard your money. But I'm going to sit here and say, unless you're selling frogs online or something, like, (laughs) how is it going to do that? It can't do that, right? It just can't do that. So it's... If you need a visual, if that helps you think about making money, great. If it's a symbol that you think, oh, I'm going to put that coin in my pocket and today I'm going to go make those sales or today I'm going to go do whatever it is you do, great. If that helps you, do it. But it's not as direct. Well, the frog isn't going to do a damn thing. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's cute. It's very cute. And there's a blog on Chi Pro Sam about the frog and the red door. Everything we're talking about today is on there for you to go read up and little videos to watch. Love it. So the frog is great, and it's a symbolism. And if you like it, go for it. But it cannot make you money. You make money. Right. And you will make money easier if your house has access to money. If the location you're in has access to money then the whole thing is going to play out. What if your house has access to frogs? <laughs> like well, a swamp in the back or something see, like that. This is the kind of smart-ass comment I have to put up with all the time, Jade. I'm sorry. I mean, this is why you're here, okay? This is why you're here. So, so the frogs are fun. And there is, I think that I was looking actually for something today and I found something on Wikipedia. I'm just going to read it because it said um, something to do with a, a, a myth Sorry, I'm going to just find the legend of the money frog. I thought this was really funny. It says that law of the money frog, according to one legend, a wife of one of the eight immortals who was greedy and craved riches, stole the elixir of immortality and drank it. As punishment, she was turned into a toad with the tail of a tadpole, hence like three legs, right, (laughs) instead of two hind legs and banished to the moon. So I thought, oh, I like that. I actually have no clue if it's true. (laughs) Just kidding. 
Just going to put that it's out there. Wikipedia. It's, yeah. well, but you I never actually, know. How much but, can you trust there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's actually some truth to that. Like, it, right. it's written very cutesy there. I thought that was funny when I went looking today. But there is a truth. So that's, it's, it's, a, it's a story. It's a folklore. Right. And it, they're saying, so that's why that, you know, represents riches. It, and they're often, these frogs are often gold or gold colored or they're red resin or they're, again, they look very rich and they're mm-hmm. sitting on piles of coins and all these things. They don't make money, though. You make money. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, I say the accountability word comes out. You have to make money, not somebody else. Okay? It's so the, you can't blame not having money on something else. It's You're maybe spending too much. Or you're not in the right job making the right money. Okay? But if it helps you visualize it, go for it. Right. It's just something there that could motivate you. and Yeah, because yeah. motivation is important. I mean, people have inspiration boards. And my... Not joke, but my, my comment on inspiration boards is if it helps you, do it. If it right. helps you to have pictures of Hawaii up there because you want to go to Hawaii, do it. Absolutely. If you, want, if you want to have pictures of money, dollar bills, and that helps you motivate, do it. What's the harm? Yeah. But it's not feng shui. It's not real. And I can prove that because I have a picture of Brad Pitt, and he's still not in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I have visualized that many times, and he's not there. So, uh, <laughs> so there's the proof, okay? Yeah. But no, so, you know, these things help you visualize and they, if, they're, if they're your personal mantra, I'm not going to knock them. That's fine. Go for it. Right. But don't rely on them. That's not real feng shui. There isn't an item. Now, it kind of links into two. I don't think I have a picture of them here, actually, but I'm going to have to get one onto the, I'll get one onto the website before this goes live. There are two animals called payao. They're called payao, they're called piju, and they're Chinese and they're a mythical creature. But the thing you need to know is they don't have an anus. So they come in pairs, and what they are, they're usually brass. And I have two, and I'll get a picture on the website for everyone to see. You put them where the wealth is in your home, pointing toward where the wealth is coming in. And they take the wealth in, and because they don't have an anus, they can't let anything out. They can't let it go. <laughs> yeah. And so they That's hold awesome. it. They hold it. Now, those two – now, I actually do have payout. I do have piju, and they are – where my wealth is in my home. And cool. I am going to say that they work. And when I was in China, they're everywhere. Mm. Now, really? there's waving cats everywhere. There's red mm. banners everywhere. But no, in the real big places, the payout are there. Wow. So I don't quite know how they work. I still have to go out and make money. But they help me keep it. So well, that's it. part of our society right now is like the simplification of everything, mm-hmm. the reductionism of everything. And so it's, I, I like what you're saying with all of these myths, because it's not about do this and get this, but use right. this in order to enhance this or enhance. reduce the possibility of this that's bad or, or whatever it might be, right? Yes. I love that. Enhance. That's the word I want people to really focus on. And that's very good, Shelby, enhance, because no item can do something for you. Right. right. Your computer helps you if your work with your work. Like Jade, you work on your computer a lot. Mm-hmm. So your computer helps you, but it doesn't mm-hmm. do the work for you. Right. Right. Even if you've got software that loads social media things or your ad sets that you do, you've still got to enter the information. Right? Yeah. It just helps you put it together. Right. 100%. And feng shui is exactly the same. It's a tool. It's, it's a tool. So someone like me comes in and we identify where the wealth is. Because every house, every building is going to have an area, not a corner, but an area where the wealth comes in, an area where career success comes in, an area where health support comes in. So I find that and I give it what it needs to make it stronger. 
So that's what a real feng shui person is doing. If you hire someone and they walk in and they put down a little picture and just say, oh, well, this is your career corner. This is your romance corner. <clears throat> Don't let me find them because I'm going to be pissed off because that's not the real McCoy. Okay. It might luckily hit it by chance, but it's not the real McCoy. There is no one size fits all. Jade, you and I are both women. We are different sizes, different colors in our skin, different hair. We wear different clothing. So it's the same thing. Feng shui, can, feng shui is not one thing. Okay. It's unique to every space, and astrology is unique to every person. So if someone specializes in feng shui and comes to the corner of your house and plunks something down, they are a quack. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't okay. listen to those. Understood. No. Yeah. <laughs> they need to do uh, – so if, you, if you're out there thinking, well, I'm interested in this, I'm just going to find someone near me that does feng shui, and they're going to – you know, I can't get Sam in. She's in Canada. I, a, I can come. But say you can't and you go looking. Right. I really want you to find a classically trained, authentic feng shui person, and that person needs to have a compass so they can do the direction. They can take the direction of the where the house is facing. Mm -hmm. And they need – to make a map of your home, an energy map that is designed by your home, not by them putting um, quadrants over your house and just says, oh, this is your romance corner. Mm -hmm. That is an oversimplification of something else that we do do. Like when I, so Jade, I'm coming to your house. I do, the, I work out the feng shui chart and I say, great, your home office actually has access to wealth. So always do your work there. Make your phone calls there. Make sure this room is tidy. Keep it active because that will help activate your wealth. Right. You might then say to me, oh, well, I was kind of hoping, you know, you're actually married, but I was kind of hoping to meet someone and get married. And I might say, okay, well, I will activate, I can activate something called peach blossom, which is, which helps you attract uh, a lovely person to you. But it's not a corner. I don't just look and say, oh, well, your romance corner is over in the southeast. <laughs> no, I will say, okay, based on your birth chart and what your house is showing me, let's just make sure this area is beautiful. Spend time there when you're reading a lovely romantic novel. Think about that there. I, I, can't, I can't bring someone to you, right. but you can enhance the opportunities. So what you're saying is I can't sit on the couch on Saturday night and watch TV and Prince Charming's going to knock on the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> the it's not that, that yeah. automatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends if you're watching HBO. <laughs> and, and whether yeah. they like HBO. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and I know I, I can get into trouble for that. A lot of Western practitioners are not going to like that I've just said that. Well, too bad. It's how I strongly feel. There is Western feng shui and there is actual correct Asian feng shui, Eastern feng shui. Okay. And there is a blend, East meets West, but you really need the Asian as the base and then you can layer some of the Western on there. And some of these items have come from Western feng shui. And we are a society. We want everything now. And we don't always want to do the work for it. We just want to be able to order it online. I mean, I get asked all the time. Okay, Sam, you've done my house and you said that this is a weak area. And, and, and so, so I went on Google. I went on Amazon and I found this thing, so I've ordered it. And I'm like, okay, and what's it going to do for you? Well, it said it's going to help me make money or it's going to help me, you know, have more, you know, two Mandarin ducks are going to have, um, invite someone to my life. I'm going to have a partner because I've got two Mandarin ducks. And I'm like, okay, I thought it was a Chinese dish, but, you know, uh, it can't, can't do that. So items cannot do it. You have to take accountability. If you want more things in your life, more prosperity, you've got to put the work in. It's consistent with the larger picture too. I know when you were on our Small Town Wealth podcast, we talked about spiritual growth being yes. a catalyst for larger change, right? I mean, if you're talking about anything like habit change or um, accountability or achievement, you know, you're trying to fix something that you feel you have to fix. You know, we want to take drugs or we want to 
we want the easy way out without actually going deep inside of ourselves. Right. It kind of speaks to that same tendency in us to do it, that. It does a little bit. And I've had people say, well, my life isn't great because my Barca chart is bad and my house has, has got bad feng shui. And I'm like, really? So it's just all bad. Yeah. So <laughs> really, you, you, you're just, your chart is bad and your house is bad. How do you know that? Well, because things aren't going my way. Hmm. And what are you doing about that? What are you learning about yourself? So when I work with people with their astrology chart, with their Barca chart, I help uncover what their strengths are and, and sometimes what their weaknesses are and what they need to do to play to their strengths and what right. their growth needs to be. And then they can be successful. I can't just say wear a red jacket, carry a little jade piju in your pocket and you'll be fine, right? <laughs> right. It's not going to work. The person still has to go out there and do what they need to do. The house, the feng shui of a house can be tra challenging. I'm not going to call it bad, but it can be challenging. I've been in homes where there is no wealth uh, or it's just, not, just it's just not accessible. It's just not accessible. It's blocked and I can't unblock it. So what do you do in a situation like that to give people some hope or, you know, avoid a situation where they have to list their house if they can't, yeah, you know? Well, well, we've only had one that had to list the house. Usually, if I can't, the, the, there's, there's all different types of wealth. There's wealth you've got right now. There's okay. current wealth. The wealth that you are earning in your job, the wealth that you spend every day and you put in the bank. There's also future wealth. And then there's really future wealth. Mm. So if I can't get access to the current wealth, I'll look for the next. I'll look for where is it coming from in the future. And I'll just basically activate the shit out of it. Mm. I'll just okay. do everything I can to bring that wealth forward, mm. okay, and just bring it forward to the here and now. And then the people have to know that. I'm going to say, look, you're really going to have to work that much harder. You're actually going to have to do these things. It's just not easy. Where some people, when they have access to wealth, wealth just comes in, but maybe they spend it. So it's not always a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. It's a whole, it's understanding. So the, the function of the home is understanding what the home will do. And red doors, frogs, those things, they, they, they can't do it for you. It's understanding. So I'm not trying to say this as a, you have to hire me. I'm trying to say this as a, educate yourself and understand right. you are in charge. You are the person that's going to be kind. We, you and I talked about that, Shelby. Yeah. If we just kinder to each other, that's all we need to do in life, really. If we just have that rippling out you are the one that's going to make money and you know you're you're in charge of that accountability and right. self-awareness stop trying to get someone else to make you money stop trying to get it from somewhere else well i like that i think that's something that everyone can relate to on some level what about the the feng shui of like your car or something like that oh that's really funny i've been asked about cars and i've been asked about rvs and pretty much no okay they're not because what am I going to do? Am I going to go to the RV park and say, right, you've got to turn your RV 15 degrees to the right? Or when you in come order home, to sell yeah. It. <laughs> and then and when you come home at night and you're going to pull your car in the driveway and then I'm going to get you to just pull over to the right side and park it at a weird angle. Mm. No, no, no. There is no real feng shui in something that moves like that. But I will say, when I've looked at people, when I've got into people's cars and they're a disaster, not good. That's a reflection of something else. You know, wrappers on the floor. And I'm, I'm not talking about you just came from somewhere and you've got stuff in your car. I'm right. talking about actual garbage. You're not taking any care. You throw things in the back seat. The, on top of the, by the windshield, you've got st stuff stuffed there. Mm. Not good. When you surround yourself with chaos and dirt, it's not good. 
it's it's it will negatively affect. Sounds you. like my first car. Yeah, my first three cars. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no! Because it's clutter, and clutter just creates that feeling, and that's not good. So, but there is it's no like anxiety-inducing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is in its own way. Mm-hmm. You don't know any other way at that point, though. Like yeah. first car, it's like, oh, this thing cost me like. 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, ex- well, exactly. These wrappers no. are worth more. <laughs> Seeing as we're on a money theme, have you heard the one about the toilets flushing money down your toilet? Keep your, to- keep your toilet seat down because otherwise money's flushing. Money's- I have oh. heard that one, actually. Usually yeah. most people have heard. So you haven't heard that, no, Jason? I don't, I don't know, know where, one, no. but. No. Yeah, it's usually floating around. And the big thing is, oh, you must put your toilet seat down because you're flushing money away. Well, there's a whole many, there's a whole bunch of lay- layers to that that are wrong. It, it stems from many, many, many years ago in Asia, but in any country, toilets were not clean places, right? Mm. People got sick from bathrooms because the sanitary conditions were not good. So if you're sick and dying, well, you're not working, you're not making any money. So this whole connection got started. So there's that part. Modern day, what I say to people is, so there's a, a myth and it's greatly proposed by Western Feng Shui that your toilet seat must be down. So I want your toilet seat down for the pure um, hygiene reasons of that, because when you flush a toilet, the water activates whatever's in the germs and they come up. So if your toilet seat's open, you've got germs coming out of your toilet. You can't see them and they're floating over. What's often next to the toilet? Your sink with your toothbrush. Think about it, right? I know, you don't even think about it. I see it in houses all the time where it's like... Right there, they've got their toothbrush like right beside where they yep. turn on the faucets and stuff. In like yep. not, and, and sometimes people only have one bathroom. Yes, and so it's guests and everyone coming in and out, and their toothbrush is right there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to use it because I'm afraid to like dirty their toothbrush. I know, I know, and, that, <laughs> and that's so just bad. it. And sometimes you've only got one bathroom, like you've said. So it's yeah. not like you got a big house with five bathrooms. But that's why I want your toilet seat down is because it's a, it's purely a hygiene reason. Oh, you can knock the toothbrush into the toilet, right? <laughs> you say, oops. Classic like, sign well move. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and then the other, the, the, the thought is, is that when you flush, you know, water can activate wealth. So that's maybe, we're kind of definitely going off here, but water is often used, water features to activate wealth when we found where the wealth is. A, the wealth could be in your bathroom. When I look at your house, I'll know if that's the area it is, but chances are it's not. So the concept is if you have the toilet seat up and you flush the toilet, you know, the water's going down, so your wealth is just going down. Right. So my answer is, well, if you stand there and empty your wallet over the toilet and then hit the flush button, yeah, you've just flushed money away. So don't do that. Toilets are not going to flush your money away. They're not. So the wealth, probably not in your bathroom, definitely not in your toilet. No. So okay. some, I have had a home where I, I did the feng shui and the wealth was coming in through their big master bathroom window. So the benefit of that is you use your bathroom every day. So it was very active area mm-hmm. and I want the toilet seat down for hygiene reasons cleanliness reasons mm-hmm. so it's it's a myth it's not true okay you're not going to flush money down your toilet but do <laughs> keep your toilet clean put the lid down hmm. standard procedure okay Interesting. okay but your money's not going down there unless you purposely flush it down there <laughs> so, so don't okay <laughs> it's not it's not what we need to do steer clear from that what if you paint your uh, bathroom door red <laughs> You're just asking and then have a frog on the yeah. toilet or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like, let's activate it all. We have a new business. So bathrooms are us. Feng shui bathrooms are us with frogs <laughs> and red doors. Red lot. toilet, red toilets. Or red, yeah. frogs. red toilets. 
<laughs> well, you can get red frogs already, so sorry, that's been taken, but red toilets, oh, okay, maybe. Okay. Yeah, red toilets. Yeah, no. People don't. thought of this. So just in case you're listening, no, don't do that. We're just okay. we're just joking. <laughs> okay, we are just joking. Cool. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, lot of myths out there about money. And where it comes from is that we do find the money and we do activate it. And sometimes we, we will use water. That's why when you see these big hotels, the Bellagio in Vegas is my favorite example. They have a big, massive water feature in front. Because that is where their wealth comes in. Or one of them, they have a, they have a number, actually. They have a number of wealth Massive. entries. So water will activate it because um, just think about it. It's constantly moving. So it's creating action, draws people to it, mm-hmm. keeps things moving. You want money to keep moving, right? Mm. There's something else we'll then do in a business that keeps that money in. It's just like a safe. So we'll activate it and then we'll keep it in. It's yeah, very interesting. So, it's yeah. a different way of looking at a water feature like that because it's, yeah. you know, you think about the Bellagio and it's it's amazing to be there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this will attract a bunch of people and we'll get, you know, they get all technical with it. It's like we'll get X amount of visitors a day and that'll lead to more foot traffic. But to hear it from that different perspective where it's like it's it's attracting the wealth because it's activating it. You don't hear that very often. No, and, and most big hotels like that will have a circular area in front. I think we've talked about that before on one of the other podcasts. I'm not sure. They'll have a big circular area, right. and that's a Ming Tang. So they'll have an external Ming Tang and an internal Ming Tang. Ming Tang just means bright hall. So ultimately, in a business situation like that in Vegas, we want to activate money. So where their slots are, where their gambling tables are, that's really where the money is. And usually mm. they're put there but the mouth of chi drawing the people into the business we will make it we will make sure it's positioned well where there's access to money we want people to bring their money in and we want them to lose it well i should say we the business wants them to lose it they want the money to stay in the business right so you want a great in, external ming tang and a, and a good internal ming tang so the external one's probably got a fountain the internal one usually doesn't right so because we're activating it in bringing it in and then we're keeping it in from there do you ever hear of people you know, having some of this knowledge, avoiding certain public places, or if they're in a room, they can kind of like break down, oh, there's, there's no wealth here. So I'm not even going to hang out here. It reminded me like what brought this thought on was the mention of casinos. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder if there's like a good feng shui way to like, oh, that slot is going to attract wealth. You know what I mean? Rather than this one, it's like, did you get people that don't go in certain areas because of that or they do because of a certain reason? I don't think I've ever come across that. It's actually a valid point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you walk Wouldn't into a casino, you probably be, we should be able to work out where the where the wealth is active that oh, day. You could be a very good mm-hmm. but dangerous consultant. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I've never been asked that. That's interesting. No. so I've never been with anyone that's walked in and said, oh, I know where I, can, I feel that this is a wealth area. I right. can't even do that. I, when I'm assessing a space, when I walk into a business, a home, whatever, I, it's, not in, it's very scientific. I work out the chart. I have this map of right. the place. But I, I will be drawn to a certain area. Um, just because of the way my birth chart is. And that's usually not far from where the money is, funnily enough. So it's just gotcha. that's just to do with my birth chart, where I'm, where I'm drawn to. So that will often help me. And then if I'm ever uncomfortable, I've been in places where I'm uncomfortable and I've gone out. I've been in the house and I have to leave. I have to go outside. I start coughing because it's just really not good and it's not good for me. And right. that house usually has, has problems. So, But no, I've never seen anyone else notice anything. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know that you can, really. I don't know that you can. Well, it'd be kind of, it wouldn't be as scientific, I suppose. It would be... Yeah, it's more of just a feeling. Something gravitates. Yeah. 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 Well, and you can end up driving yourself nuts for every single <laughs> mm-hmm. space you go into. You kind of overthink, like, oh, I can't we, go there. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you want to just trust in the in the unknown and trust in just how you feel. And we've talked a lot about money, but have you ever heard, so, you know, there's a big thing about... People, have you ever heard of sleeping directions? You should sleep with your feet north or with your head south or with... Yeah, mm. actually, I have heard something about that. Yeah. yeah. What do, you, do you remember what you've heard? No, I, I always just wonder that I'm always, like, just the way that I'm sleeping and where I find most comfortable and if it's right for me. Like, But I've, I've definitely heard yeah. so where that, your door is and everything. That's yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. So, where you, you know, the homes take care of the people. The businesses take care of the money. So, at home, okay. it's very important where we sleep you. So, when you've heard that you're, you have directions that you are better off to sleep in, that is... That can be true. I'm not going to say is. It depends where you heard it. So it is dependent on your birth date. So again, chiprosam.com, there is a great blog on Mingua. So this is to do with your Mingua, which is which is your guardian spirit. And it is that that will define which directions are good for you to sleep in. But the myth part, so that is true. So definitely go check out that. It will, it will, you'll enter your birthday. It will, it will tell you what your Mingua is. And then it will give you some directions on good to use, good to sleep, good to work, all those kind of things. But the myth part is think of a married couple, two, two very different people. And my husband and I, very different people, We're quite opposites in some respects. Right. So what he needs as a sleeping direction is the opposite of what I need. <laughs> right? So how do, you, how do you do that? How do you fix Sleep that? head to toe? Well, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> which he thought would be rather funny. And he yeah. was quite excited about it. I'm like, no. <laughs> For obvious reasons, he thought that was great, but uh, <laughs> which we will not get into because yes. children could be listening. So, <laughs> so but it's, it's a complete myth, but it, it's true that there are optimal directions, but it is never true. I never want you to sleep head, head to toe. Okay? Okay. Never, never, never. When we're looking at that, like when I'm looking at a home, so Jade, I come into your home, I'm looking at you and your husband, and you're saying, you know, we're just not really sleeping very well, or we're not getting along very well, and da-da-da. And I come in and look at your bedroom. I might say, okay, who is who is having the more challenges? And you might say, well, I seem to be okay, but my husband's, he's having challenges at work, and he's, his health seems to be a bit down or something. So I will assign the bedroom directions for him. I will make sure that he gets the best energy he can, and I kind of throw you under the bus. Sorry, I have to. One person has to take precedent. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put him in directions that are most uh, most restful. Maybe he, mm-hmm. if he's not very well, I'll put him in something called Heavenly Doctor, where he's going to get help with his health. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, And the directions you use to sleep in are very different than the directions you use to work in. Mm. When we work, we're active, we're yang, we're boom, we're going, the whole thing. When we're sleeping, we must shut down. Mm-hmm. We must shut down. So please, if you've heard that you are East Group and your husband is West Group, so you're opposite, do not sleep head to toe. Get advice on how to sort that bedroom out. One mm. of you will slightly take precedent and the directions will be used for that one person. Right. right. So, and you, Yeah. Well, I tend to sleep diagonally, so that's probably why Pete's not sleeping so well. <laughs> oh, poor Pete. Poor Pete, yeah. Taking over the team. I don't, well, that's my hilarious. husband and I have a very large – he's a very tall man. We have a very large bed, and we have separate quilts. It is the secret to a marriage, I am telling you, separate quilts. Hmm. We were oh. – we just bought a bed, actually, yeah. yesterday, and I ordered this duvet, and it's, like, way too thin for her. She's like, "Yes, oh yeah, I'm going to be too cold, and I'm like – we have the queen one, and now we have a king one. Like, why don't I just use the new one? You can use the old one. 
Is that yes. actually something that's good? Totally, it's totally good. Yes, ah. totally good. It's not even a function thing, but it's totally good. It's a so good Rick idea. and I, we both have you know a king bed, but we have twin quilts. Mine is the heavier one. His is the lighter one. Right? No more fighting over quilts. Happiest marriage ever. Oh man. Perfect. Yeah. So no, you're on. You're onto something there. So it's not actually a myth. <laughs> it's true. Yes. It's, it's anecdotally true. <laughs> Yes, it it is. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I know we're closing in now on the end of our time together. I'm always uh, we we have a list and we barely have touched everything. Again, see Jade. Yeah. See what happens. (laughs) We start talking. That means a part two is precipitated. I I know. Yeah. (laughs) So, what I want to remind everyone, if you're listening, so go to cheaprosam.com. There is a gazillion blogs there, and they're all about Mingua, sleeping directions, the feng shui, red door, toilet, the frog. It's all there. Okay, just go there. You will find the information. So if you forget what I've said, how dare you? But if you forget what I said, <laughs> it's all there. And don't forget, um, follow me on Instagram. I'm up there all the time. Cheapro Sam. Just type in Cheapro Sam, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. We're all there. So awesome. thank you so much for coming in today. Thank I you. love yeah, having you guys. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. And until next time. Yeah.